coming up. See, some of us want to do his work without changing. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Some of us want to do his work, but don't change. Because right. there's, there's some benefits for doing his work. So you, you, you're like, okay, I want to do your work, but I don't really want to. I don't want to change. I want to do your work, God, but I don't want your word to work in me. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Is it hard for you to receive the truth from people? We all have trouble hearing the truth sometimes, especially when it hurts. Well, God's word is the most important truth that we need to handle properly. And the centerpiece of his word is Jesus Christ. Join us for the message series, I Tell You the Truth, where Pastor Rob teaches on how to receive the truth and what to do with it. Here's part one of the message. Can you handle it? I'm going to be reading um, from Luke chapter 4, verses uh, 14 through 30. Luke 4, verses 14 through 30. And I'll be reading from the New Century Version. From the New Century Version. Luke 4, verses 14 through 30. Amen. Uh, and it reads, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Holy Spirit, and stories about him spread all through the area. He began to teach in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. Jesus traveled to Nazareth, where he had grown up. On the Sabbath day, he went to the synagogue, as he always did, and stood up to read. The book of Isaiah, the prophet, was given, was, was given to him. Uh, he opened the book and found the place where this is written. The Lord, has, the Lord has put his spirit in me because he appointed me to tell the good news to the poor. He has sent me to tell the captives they are free and to tell the blind that they can see again. God sent me to free those who have been treated unfairly and to announce the time when the Lord will show his kindness. Jesus closed the book gave it back to the assistant and sat down. Everyone in the synagogue was watching Jesus closely. He began to say to them, while you heard these words just now, they were coming true. All the people spoke well of Jesus and were amazed at the words of grace he spoke. They asked, isn't this Joseph's son? Jesus said to them, I know that you will tell me the old saying, doctor, heal yourself. You want to say, we heard about the things you did in Capernaum. Do those things here in your own town. Then Jesus said, I tell you the truth. A prophet is not accepted in his hometown. But I tell you the truth. There were many widows in Israel in Israel during the time of Elijah. It did not rain in Israel for three and one half years, and there was no food anywhere in the whole country. But Elijah was sent to none of those widows, 
only to the widow in Zarephath, a town in Sidon. And there were many skin diseases living in Israel during the time of the prophet Elisha. But none of them were healed, only Naaman, who was from the country of Syria. When all the people in the synagogue heard these sayings, they became very angry. They got up, forced Jesus out of town, and took him to the edge of the cliff on which the town was built. They planned to throw him off the edge. But Jesus walked through the crowd and went on his way. I want to draw your attention again to verse 24 and 25. Then Jesus said, I tell you the truth. A prophet is not accepted in his hometown. But I tell you the truth. There were many widows in Israel during the time of Elijah. Today, we're going to start a new series of messages. And the series is entitled, When Jesus Says, I Tell You the Truth. <laughs> That's going to be the title of the series. When Jesus Says, I Tell You the Truth. I think that if the only person who's never told a lie, I'm going to say that again, the only person who's never told a lie. Anybody in here has told some lies like me in, in your life? Okay. Yeah, I, anybody in here will tell some lies later in life like me? <laughs> okay. And let's just be honest about it. Let's be truthful about this thing. Okay. All right. Jesus is the only one who's never told a lie. And if the person who's never told a lie says to you, I tell you the truth, I, I think we need to listen uh, a little closer because even when he don't say I'm telling you the truth, he, you know he's telling the truth because he don't tell any lies. But if he put on top of that, <laughs> I tell you the truth, I think <laughs> we ought to be listening. Because he, he doubled down on it. He says, I, I'm, I'm speaking truth all the time, but I'm, I want you to alert you now. I'm about to tell you the truth. Well, Jesus, you did it all the time. Yeah, but I'm about to tell you the truth. Okay, so we need to listen even closer when he says, I tell you the truth. So we're going to do a series <laughs> on that topic when Jesus says, I tell you the truth. The, the subtopic or title of today's message is, Can You Handle It? <laughs> can You Handle It? Uh, can You Handle It? And, and throughout this series, I'm going to be asking you a question with the subtopic. Each subtopic will be a question. Today, the question is, can you handle it? Um, many years ago, there was, there was you know, I know you, you know, at least some of the old heads like me, there was a movie out called A Few Good Men. And um, in that movie, one of the famous quotes from the movie was when Jack Nicholson said to, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Tom Cruise, yeah. And while he was on, in, the, in the courtroom and sitting on the stand, and, and Tom asked him, a, Tom Cruise asked him a question and he was trying to avoid answering it. He kept asking him the question and he said, tell us the truth. 
And then finally, Jack blew up and he said, you can't handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. I'm sure at the time and subsequently there were many messages uh, coming from pulpits about it because it was a popular statement. But just because it's an old movie, an old quote, it's still just as alive. The truth of it is just as alive now as it was then. And that the truth is we need to evaluate ourselves and answer the question individually, can I handle it? Can I handle the truth? So on your outline, write this down. How do I know that I can handle the truth? How do I know I can handle the truth? I'm going to give you five ways for you to know today whether or not you can handle the truth. I'm going to give you five. The first is this. When I allow God's word to change me, so I can do his work. When I allow God's word to change me, so I can do his work. This is one of the ways that you know whether or not you can handle the truth. Uh, and uh, John seventeen seventeen says this. And this is Jesus talking. And actually, this is Jesus praying to the Father. All right, y'all get this? The person who says, I tell you the truth, is praying <laughs> to the Father. So he's already perfect. He's already holy and righteous on just in general, when he wake up in the morning, you know, when he say good morning to you, a good day, or he say hi to you, whatever, when he greets you, he's perfect, he's holy. So when he's praying to the Father, it's, it's even if if there it could be a holier time for him. <laughs> Y'all get what I'm saying? When while he's praying, and in his prayer, talking to the Father, he says, John 17, 17, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. That's what Jesus says. The, that's the NIV. The um, easy to read version says, make them ready for your service through your truth. Your teaching is truth. Make them ready for your service through your truth. Your teaching is true. So God's word is the most important truth. There's a whole lot of tr truth, but the most important truth for us is the word of God. Uh, and it's the most important truth that we need to handle properly. And we know that Jesus is the centerpiece of God's word. In fact, the Bible says Jesus is the word. See, because when your life is over, when it's all said and done, God is going to ask you, did you, what did you do uh, or did you do what I created you to do? He's going to ask you, did you do what I created you to do? Okay. 
So when he says sanctify them, when he says prepare them for that whole word, that word sanctify, all it means is to set them apart, set them apart so that they can do your work, set them apart, okay? change them so they can do your work. That's all it means. And God's going to ask us, each and every one of us, whether you like it or not, this is an interview you cannot pass up. You can't uh, send in a text message and says, I'm running late because you won't be. <laughs> you're going you gonna to get this interview right on time. You're going to be there on time even if you want to get there late. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Because <laughs> this is the interview you're going to face when you face God when you leave here. You, you, can, you can try to delay it all you want. You can pray and you can ask God. And God is gracious. He's gracious, you know, to, to, you know, Hezekiah said, Lord, God told Hezekiah, it's over. Get your house in order. It's over. It's a wrap. It's done. Hezekiah turned to the wall and prayed, and God gave him 15 more years. God said, we're going to schedule, we're going to reschedule your interview. <laughs> okay? We're going to reschedule your interview, right? And so, but so, but the point is, is this, that you, you, this, you have this interview. God's going to interview you, and one of the things he's want to see and ask is, did you do what I asked you to do? Did, I, did you do what I created you to do? Okay. Did you do what I sanctified you to do? Um, and we, you can't pass it up. And Jesus prayed. He said, sanctify them, Father. Make them ready for your service through your truth. See, some of us want to do his work without changing. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Some of us want to do his work, but don't change. All right. Because there's there's some benefits for doing his work. So you you you're like, okay, I want to do your work, but I don't really want I don't want to change. I want to do your work, God, but I don't want your word to work in me. <laughs> I just want to do your work. I don't want I don't want to work on me because I'm good already. I'm cool. I like me. You know, I'm, you know, I'm straight. But I, what you want me to do? I, I can do that. But some of us want to do it, but we don't want the work, to, the word to do any work in us. Jesus didn't pray that. He prayed that you, that the word would work on you and set you apart or prepare you for the work of God. Because the, the implication is without the word, you ain't prepared to do it. You ain't prepared to do it, at least not do it rightly, which we're going to see in a minute here. You ain't prepared to do it. Uh -huh. So we, we want that. We want, the, we want the rewards of doing God's work without it working on us. And if we're not careful, we can find ourselves working for God without sanctification. Yeah, um, let that sit with you a little bit. If we're not careful, we can find ourselves working for God, but not set apart for work. Okay. The, 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 the idea is this, we can find ourselves, I'm going to give you an analogy, you can find ourselves playing basketball on the basketball court without shoes, but playing. Because <laughs> we ain't been prepared for the work. We ain't been prepared, we ain't prepared to play. We're not prepared to play. We can find ourselves playing basketball without a ball. Because we really ain't prepared to play. I'm using that as an analogy that spiritually we can find ourselves working for God without sanctification, without really being prepared to work for God. Right. Well, if you're not careful, you can find yourself. 
you can find yourself out there doing stuff with no anointing, with no spirit, with no life, with no purpose, with just doing. If you're not careful. And Jesus, uh, uh, so, uh, so, it, it, so, it's, so it's serious business. It is serious business. This whole thing of allowing the truth of God to change us is serious. Because you need that in order to be prepared to do the work. And Jesus gave us a warning about it. He gave us a warning on how serious it is to be prepared to do the work. He said in Matthew 7, uh, 21 and 24, it says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. I want to pause there. I want, I want you to sit on it. And I know for some of you, this is not a new passage. You read it before. But I, my hope is today that it will hit you differently today than it's ever hit you. Because we're speaking on the series when Jesus says, I tell you the truth. <laughs> okay. I'm hoping that these things will hit you a little bit differently than it has before. And Jesus says, not everyone who says to me in the interview, all right, that interview we talked about in that interview. They say to him in the interview, Lord, Lord, in the interview. Uh, all right. they, they, Jesus says, not everyone who drops my name in the interview after life, death, after, after we die, that interview you got to face, not everyone who drops my name in that interview will see the kingdom of God. This is not a a name dropping exercise when you face God when we leave here. It's not that that don't work. That ain't that ain't gonna get you over. He said, not even if you drop the greatest name of all names, it ain't enough that you drop that name. There has to be more than you just dropping the name of God. Okay, and he goes on. He says, but only the one who does the will of my Father. Who is in heaven? Y'all get that? He said, nah, it's not what you say, it's what you do. It's not what you say, it's what you do. Only the ones who will see the kingdom is those who do the will of my Father. Okay? Who is in heaven? And then verse 22 says, look what he says. He says, many will say to me on that day. Y'all, y'all get that? He says, many Not a few, not some. He chose to use the word many will say on that day. He says, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Many say that, he says. And in your name, drive out demons? Y'all get this? He says, many will say this. I prophesied in your name. I drove out demons in your name. He says, and in your name perform many miracles. He says, many will say that. And then he reads on, verse 23, then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. I want to let that sit with you a little bit. Again, I know this ain't, most of you, this ain't your first time hearing it, but hopefully today you'll hear it a little differently. Okay, uh, uh, he says, he, he, folks going to say, I, I, I did these great things. I prophesied. I drove out demons. Hey, 
I, I, I perform miracles. And Jesus is going to say, I never knew you. In other words, you did that, but you weren't sanctified. <laughs> you wasn't set apart to do it. The truth hadn't worked on you. <laughs> the truth hadn't done this work in you. But you did those things. See, see, there's a difference. There's a difference between, and remember he said, only the ones who do the will of my father, right? So the work, doing the work of God is not the same as doing the will of God. Y'all got to get that in your spirit. Doing the work of God is not the same as doing the will of God. See, because they did work. They, they prophesied in his name. They cast out demons in his name. They performed miracles in his name. But they didn't get in because Jesus says only the ones, the only ones who get in are those that do the will, not the ones who do the work. So there are some people who are working and many, he says, many people who are working but not willing. In other words, they're doing work of God, but they're not doing the will of God. And Jesus says, I never knew you. So you can do the work of God and not know Jesus. You get this. You could prophesy. You could cast out a demon and not know Jesus. You could do a miracle and not know Jesus. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God, and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time the world is trying to play Jesus down. When Jesus said, no, y'all going in the wrong direction. Y'all need to be lifting me higher. Yeah, at, at, especially when you look at all the stuff that's going on. Well, you're going in the wrong direction. In your life and in your spirit, don't play Jesus down. He is absolutely supreme. Absolutely supreme. You got, you got to lift him higher. Thank you for listening.